o'clock. Appreciate you joining us. Jim and Kate today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. A lot to comment on today. Colorado Buffaloes getting the number one offensive tackle recruit in the country in Jordan Seaton from IMG Academy in Florida. Avalanche lose last night to the Jets. Four power play opportunities that the Avs can't cash in on. Concerned about the Avs right now. Still lead the division, though. Still, still lead the division by a point over Dallas. Team is getting healthier. The last night of taking a tough loss to uh, the Winnipeg Jets. We're now, I believe, a couple points behind the Avalanche in the division standings in the Central. Also, the Sean McDermott comments, which I actually have some uh, interesting thoughts from a source of mine about these comments. Okay, go go for it. Now, uh, we have the Tyler Franzen drinking game. Every time I mention my family, you, uh, oh, you hydrate. Okay, okay. So my father texted me on my phone and said two things. Number one, in regards to Sean McDermott says he should probably should not be fired as he's already recognized his mistake and apologized yeah. without prompting. Did so there's that. Did it four years ago. Number two, from my, this is from my father's text. As a former non-commissioned officer instructor on the Geneva Convention, which I did not know he did, <laughs> um, and the laws of land warfare, I'm going to say the coach's premise is flawed. The decentralized nature of the attacks was based on the ability of the cells to function independently and apart from a central command. The simultaneous attacks by independent cells was a decision of Al-Qaeda leadership and not the function of teamwork by the cells. So it's not just that Sean Payton invoked 9-11 as Sean a... Sean McDermott. Or I'm sorry, Sean McDermott. <laughs> That's not, Sean Payton's like, whoa, well, 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 I say some stupid this. things, but nothing like that. Which Sean has turned Mc- out to be kind of true, actually. Sean- <laughs> really what Sean Payton said wasn't stupid. Shouldn't just, should just, not have been public. Yeah. Because he's turned out to be kind of right about the Jets. But again, you know, it, it's, it's not that, sh- it's not just that Sean McDermott's, you know, invoking of 9-11 terrorists as an example of good teamwork is bad on its own. It's also not correct, as my father pointed out, because the whole point was that they weren't, Working as a team, they were working as independent groups of individuals. With a common goal, but not... But it, but they a, didn't have a... Yeah. It was two or three guys working together, getting flight training, all yeah. that stuff that they, they did. Yeah, where... Like the attack on Normandy. That was coordinated. It was a coordinated, allies-involved, multi-nation effort... Collaboration to, to collaboration to to take down one of the most horrible regimes, if not the most horrible regime in the history of the world. Yeah, and nine eleven guys were a bunch of awful pieces of garbage trying to inflict damage and, and terror on U.S. citizens, innocent people, and start a war and start a war. Yeah. So Sean McDermott. Wrong on a lot of re- for a lot of reasons there, but, but layered should, wrongness. But but should he be fired for it? For that, no, no. Let us agree. Stupid, yes. Awful, terrible, horrible example. 
shouldn't get fired for it. Uh, so we've got text from Delvin. Step in the right direction for CU. Broncos better have a fire lit into them for Sunday after the Steelers lost last night. Control their own destiny from here. Talk about the Broncos coming up in just a moment. Um, we had our cookie contest yesterday, by the way, which uh, Buckeye and I went on a long diatribe about what we like about cookies and don't like about cookies. Right. Forgetting to really probably point out that it was a holiday cookie contest, though, in our opinion, you bring cookies, it's during the holidays, it's a holiday cookie, in my opinion. I was going to say, any, any cookie can be a holiday cookie. Exactly. Just believe in it enough. Exactly. But uh, one of our salespeople, Nakona, she made these uh, green kind of Grinch Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. She was uh, the winner yesterday. After full disclosure, Buckeye and myself, we we judged. Did, we did we did, did not, not participate. Enter. We did not enter the contest. I was texting my mother the other day, at TFDG. The, you know, I took it. Oh. You're, you're good. Mm. So, because mm. I asked her, I said. The drinking game continues. You know, we have a family chocolate chip cookie recipe passed down from Grandma Nelson, so. You know, I was like, hey, how difficult would these be to put together for me? Oh, oh, you're going to you're going to farm it out. I, no, no. I was going to get the recipe. Oh, OK, I think you're going to try to get your mom to make them. And no, no, ship no, no, them no, no, to no, no, you. no, 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 no. OK, that's no, no, good. No, no. You're, you're actually going to bake them. You're going to I make was going them to okay. attempt to bake. Them. Now, again, bearing in mind, I'm a single dude in his 20s who lives in his apartment by himself. <laughs> the barometer is a little bit, you know, lower for me for success. So I was like, you know, how difficult would these be? And she was like, well, since you don't have the ingredients and you probably don't have the necessary equipment, probably a little challenging for you. And even if that weren't an issue, I don't have it with me because I'm at the San Diego airport <laughs> when she was texting me. She was going on one of yet her. Well, what kind of elaborate equipment <laughs> do you need? If it's a chocolate chip. Tray. That, that's the elaborate equipment, a baking tray, which you can go buy at any well, and, store. And a, and a mixer, probably, which I don't have. So. Okay, I can see, man, of, of where you are in your life, I would, I would see why you wouldn't have a mixer. There'd be no, no need for that. Okay. Don't have a neighbor you could borrow a mixer from? That you have a good enough relationship with somebody? Actually, I probably do. I'd have to, I'd have to ask. I'd have to ask my neighbor Robert because he's he actually he used to work as a professional cook, so okay. he might he well, might see, actually have the, you, he could have helped you with this. But again, could have didn't have the recipe. Could have so. some brewskis together, bake some cookies. Could have been a good bonding opportunity over some bacon, man. And not oh, just well. bacon, baking next next year, next year maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I uh, see Shano. Uh, Team, this germaphobe prefers mass-produced cookies over homemade. Hard chips ahoy any day. Now, see, Sean, you lost me at hard chips ahoy. Not, not a fan of a, of the hard cookie. I like the soft. Give me, give yeah. me the chewy. Give me the the kind of yeah. not not like full on doughy, but like kind of you know. Give me soft, soft. Yeah, exactly. I remember as a kid, my my mom would bake cookies sometimes. Usually, it was the uh, Pillsbury roll cookie. We got it up and oh, yeah, threw yeah, it in yeah. the oven. But uh, sometimes she'd buy Chips Ahoy, and it was like a big deal. And as I got older, it's like, I don't, I don't like, I, I, know the, I know the saying is, it's how the cookie crumbles. It's not how I like my cookie, because I don't like it to crumble. Right. I want it to be soft. No, because I've, I'm old and I got bad teeth or something. No, I just it's, don't like a hard cookie. It's not, but then again, that's where milk comes into play, and I'm sure for Sean O., Glass of milk with your uh, Chips Ahoy. But see, almost mandatory. You're talking about getting older. You know, 
the aversion to dairy products is is strong. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, I I fortunately don't have that problem. Still love me some dairy. Oof. Still, still something I can I enjoy and imbibe in. I can enjoy possible. cheese. I cannot enjoy a glass. I, I actually didn't even really like milk all that much when I was so a it's kid. A, it's been a lifelong thing for you. It's not just yeah, a this is not a thing. Yeah. All right. So I've uh, got some thoughts. Any of the things we're talking about today, both uh, serious and not so serious. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Do I remind you, though, that coming up this Monday, last day you can do this, the great Christmas face-off with us here at, uh, of course, uh, the Team Sports Network. It's the team's great Christmas face-off contest. Your time to shine. we got three categories. Best traditional, the Clark Griswold and crazy inflatables. Each category winner gets a $500 gift card from Orchard Mesa True Value and 500 bucks in cash. To probably buy more lights or inflatables or whatever or, you're doing. Or pay the HOA fine for having <laughs> your Christmas lights too bright. <laughs> and tell Karen she needs to mind her own business. Yeah, Karen, your trash can is left on the curb way too long, by the way. Get that thing put away. And your dog won't shut up. Oh. Stop pooping on my lawn. I'm so glad we live in a place where we move to that's not... Not not rigid like that by stretching imagination. Uh, the entry deadline is Monday, by the way. All entries will be added to the Valley's online digital lighting tour map so people can come by and see your hard work. Yeah. And uh, folks from the radio station will actually be judging this too, by the way. So, I love, we were talking uh, about this in our production meeting. I love that we're going to be judging in the giant white company van slowly driving around neighborhoods in a white van. Yeah, that's not going to arouse any suspicion whatsoever. It's got windows, right? So does it have windows in it? Not the monkey. Well, the, so which van are we using? On I think that? we're using the monkey van. Oh, yeah. Windowless van. Never good. <laughs> Windowless white panel van with not one, but two but radio there's, stations. But, there's logos. State, but there's logos on it, which makes it far better than the... Um, you know, although you, windowless van with no no stickers on. Although it. you you heard the story about that van getting kicked out of the parade recently. Did you not hear this? Oh, about the when when Chris Britt was with the the toy run. Yeah, yeah, I heard about this story. And so <laughs> they thought he was supposed to be our our buddy Chris Britt was supposed to be with the the local Harley riders for the toy run, driving the magic van, our sister station van, and following them in in their toy run ride. And the police officer, apparently, that was escorting them... Didn't know Didn't or get the memo that, that Chris and, and his wife, Mary, were supposed to be part of the, the whole ride. Part of the festivities. And at a stop a stoplight, stopped, got out, yelled at Chris, and told him, stop following us. You're not part of this. And before Chris could... Explain say, well, that actually no, he we was. Are, we are supposed to be part of this. The police officer took off. And so they just went to the Moose Lodge where they were finishing it up and... And called it a day. Anyway, but you can get your you can get your uh, your light display entry in by going to the team thirteen forty dot com. It's powered by Modern Classic Motors and AAA Mountain Waterproofing. So if you're already decorated like crazy, why wouldn't you go ahead and enter this and chance to win roughly a thousand bucks? And we get that today is probably not a great day to go out and decorate because it's rainy and snowy, but tomorrow's going to be sunny. I'm just kind of thinking that, and if you've already done it, if you already have, then then why not? Why wouldn't you? Are you a post-Thanksgiving or pre-Thanksgiving Christmas decorator? Uh, we did it the weekend of Thanksgiving in the house. We I haven't really... I, I put out my my lighted penguin. I like I really love my lighted penguin. 
That's like my big favorite Christmas outdoor decoration. Probably won't do a whole lot more than that. But right. we did a lot of we did a lot of decorating inside the house. So yeah, we did that Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that was that was my family. We did the yeah. I'm I'm very much though um, a, a, a stickler about the lights staying up. When oh. I, 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 if the lights are still up, like okay, I'm okay through the majority of January, but those lights are still up in February. What do you? Come on, we had, we had people their, their lights were still up in March. What are you Ooh. doing? Why are your lights still up? Ooh, stop it, stop it. This is not a college dorm room where you can hang up those lights all year. <laughs> Jim, uh, new segment: brews and cookies. You could talk about different pairings. Hilariously funny. Oh, uh, thank you, Jim. That's yeah. that's a very niche niche segment. That's though. a podcast. That's very much a podcast kind of thing. And it probably yeah. already exists. With- I'm, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure it is. All right, time to go around the NFL. Yeah! The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right, uh, Broncos heading to SoFi Sunday. Uh, I believe Mike from Scottsdale is going to be at that game, by the way. When the Broncos take on the Chargers. Chargers defensively, like the Broncos, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But their pass rush ability makes them the league's best. With uh, Khalil Mack, 15 sacks. On the season, he leads the NFL in that category. The good news is Joey Bosa on IR, so Denver doesn't have to deal with him. But here's Sean Payton talking about dealing with Khalil Mack and the Chargers defense. Well, these guys are third overall as a team in sacks. thing that jumps out at you, with, I, I would say, defensively with some things, they're, they're playing really good third down defense, the third best in the NFL. They're at the top of the league in sacks, hurries, and pressures. All right, if you happen to watch last weekend's game at Houston, you noticed a lot of orange at NRG. And that's typically kind of the case for the Broncos, and they go on the road a lot of places. And Sean Payton recognizing that uh, Broncos country travels pretty well makes their job uh, quite a bit easier. The first time I was ever at the stadium was last season, and I was at that game where Denver played the Chargers. It was just coincidence. And so, I w- look, I was surprised. I don't want to say it's a newer fan base because it's not, but they haven't had a team in a while. And, and so, you know, there's a number of things you can't control, but it, it's – it's nice when you travel like we do. That's something. Even last week in Houston, when we've gone on the road this year, you've always felt a, a strong presence with our fan base, and, um, and certainly that'll matter again Sunday. So it's nice to have. All right, that's Sean Payton talking about the Broncos uh, fans traveling well. And, and so for Denver, uh, they, they go into that game course 6-6 uh, six and six right now. Uh, the five-game winning streak snapped the 22-17 to 17 loss. At Houston last week, uh, Denver comes in with the 24th best offense in the league in terms of total offense, 12th in uh, rushing and uh, 26th in passing. For the Chargers, they're 15th in, in total offense, 25th in rushing. They're 11th in passing, of course, uh, with uh, Justin Herbert having another really strong season for the Chargers defensively. Broncos are 31st in total defense, but they have turned it around in a big, big way since that blowout in Miami. And uh, the Chargers, 29th in total defense. So for the Broncos, a couple things. Number one, Russ has got to take care of the football better than he did last week. One was a great pick. The last play, look, he's got to make a play there. He's got to throw it to the end zone. Yeah, he has no choice. He there. has no choice. And so a couple of those picks, you could probably go, well, maybe not entirely on Russ, but it just felt like last week, got to do a better job taking care of the football. They got to pass protect better for him. The, the line 
took a couple steps back in terms of pass protection. He got sacked three times by Will Anderson in that uh, Texans defense last week. Denver's got to be better on third down. They were 0 for 11 on third down, 1 for 3 in the red zone. I came back to haunt them with uh, with that loss in Houston. And just, once again, they, they, they cleaned some things up, but they had some dumb penalties. The Alex Singleton penalty with the C.J. Stroud. It's fourth down, goal, and Denver gets a stop, and that keeps it gives the Texans a chance to score a touchdown there. And, and getting back to Russ for a moment, Jerry Judy has been open at times. Yeah. He was he was open in the in the in the Houston game. Russ has got to do a better job of finding Jerry Judy. Can't be just so focused on on getting the football to, to Cortland Sutton. I get it. They've got a great chemistry. They've been unbelievably you know, prodigious in the red zone. But it's got to be, and you got to have more than just two catches for Cortland and, Sutton in a football game. And I'm going to say this too. I, I, you know, the Broncos have won because they've done, they've sort of bookended, right? So they start great. They get good starts, good first drives, touchdowns, or 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 just points on first drives of games. Defense plays well enough in that middle portion, and then at the end, if they have to either come back late or score late in the games that they've won, they've been able to do that. In that Texans game last week, I remember listening to it, listening to Dave here on the team, talk about or, uh, or just their first two plays from scrimmage were were deep passes. And the one Cortland, come on, Cortland, you got to make a play on that. You got to make a play on that, but also... Because that was right on his hands. And 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 that's fair and, and understandably so, but also... Sean Payton needs to put Russ in position to make those deep throws first. He's got to run the football to set some of that stuff up too, ex- though. Exactly. You got to. They didn't have great success doing that against the Texans. You've got to, and we've been saying it all year. You've got to run the football in a way that not only gets you good positive yardage, gets you into the red zone, gets you in first downs, and and converts on like to, like we mentioned these these third downs. They've got to be able to convert those. You've also got to put yourself in position where you're not going third and nine, third and 11, third and whatever, you, you know, manageable third downs. Well, that's what Sean Payton said, though. It was frustrating at the Texans game, though, Cake, was they were pretty good on first down, and they had manageable third downs that they just didn't convert. Right. And, and, and those will happen. But if you, if you decommit from the run game, those are going to happen more often. And if you're not setting up Russell Wilson for play action – or a deep pass after you've already, you know, sort of wore down defenses with your run game, the the deep ball's not going to be as successful. The passing game's just not going to be as successful for the Broncos if they cannot establish a good ground game first. And they've got to do that. And then one last thing, touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah. They've one for three in the red zone last week. One so. for three in the red in the red zone. And if you get red zone opportunities, touchdowns, not field goals. Take the points. You know, don't be stupid. But but also touchdowns, not field goals. Injury report from yesterday. Uh Brock is probably as healthy as they've been since maybe week one. Where uh, I mean, Zach Allen was a full participant, Baron Browning, Mike McGlinchey, Marvin Mims Jr., Samaj P. Ryan, Pat Sertan, uh, DeLorean Turner-Yell, all full participants at practice yesterday. The Chargers are favored by three in that game, and you can hear, uh, of course, the game this Sunday right here on the Team Sports Network with uh, 
countdown to kickoff at noon. Phone's ringing over there, by the way. Just letting you know. Um, noon kickoff or noon pregame. The countdown to kickoff. 225 kickoff. The uh, Broncos at SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers. And the, the playoff picture, how it looks right now in the uh, AFC. Got Dolphins as your number one seed right now, followed by the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Jags, the Browns, the Colts, and the Texans. Texans move in since the Steelers lost last night. And then, you know, the Steelers, Broncos, and Bengals, right? They're Steelers at 7-6, and six, Broncos 6-6, six and six, and uh, the Bengals and Bills also 6-6. Six and six. Chargers, they're still in the conversation at 5-7, and seven, heading into Sunday's game in the NFC. Eagles are your top seed, followed by the Niners, the Lions, the Falcons, the Cowboys, Vikings, and Packers. Rams, Seahawks, both six and six. Bucks are five and seven right now. And you had Thursday night football last night. New England comes up with the uh, the upset uh, over Pittsburgh last night, twenty one to eighteen. As uh, Bailey Zappi had a big game for uh, the Patriots, two hundred and forty yards. Zappi with three touchdowns last night to lead the path to the victory in Pittsburgh. First down now at the twenty four of Pittsburgh. Shotgun formation for Zappi, fake the handoff, looking to his left, he will throw, looking, end zone, great grab, Hunter Henry extends for the touchdown, perfectly executed by the Pats. All right, uh, Ian Eagle on Westwood won on the team last night, so the Pats get the 21-18 victory, New England's 3-10, and Pittsburgh is 7-6, and uh, as mentioned, Bailey Zappi, 240, three touchdowns and a pick last night, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, 68 yards on the ground last night from a receiving standpoint for the uh, the Patriots' former Pittsburgh Steeler, Juju Smith-Schuster, four catches, 90 yards last night. Uh, Elliott had uh, the, the touchdown catch, Hunter Henry, with the two touchdown grabs last night. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky getting the start after the ankle surgery on Kenny Pickett. Got booed at one point last night. 22 of 35, 190 yards, touchdown interception last night. He also... Ran for 30 yards and a touchdown as uh, Deontay Johnson had three catches, 57 yards and a touchdown. But that loss takes the Steelers uh, out of the playoffs at the moment. All right, 822. Jim along with Cake today. We got uh, caller on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. It is Colin on the phone. Good morning, Colin. How are you? Hey, Jim. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Colin, what's um, on your mind? Hey, well, I wanted to call you Monday, like after the Bronco game. I had mm-hmm. a wanted your expert opinion on something about Denver deferring the call all the time. And then they get the ball in the second half, go down and go three and out. What's, what's the deal with deferring the opening coin toss? Ideally, Colin, in that case, you, you, you defer, you, um, you're going to have hopefully the ball at the end of the first half go down, score, kick, field, field goal, or touchdown, and you're able to, to double up. And that means, though, you have to be productive, number one, productive at the end of the first half and score, and you have to be productive coming out of halftime. Denver has failed miserably on the second part of that equation, where they have a chance to double up in the score. They, they've been terrible opening and, and drives in the third quarter this season. I, I just think at some point, it's a strategy. If you're not able to execute it, you're probably better off of just taking the ball and until they, they find a way to solve those problems and then deferring has not probably helped them because like I said, they've ideally, if you're clicking offensively, you come out and you're able to double up on somebody, you know, with two possessions, Denver's not been able to do that so far. 
Well, I yeah, I totally get it. So so why not come out and just take the ball on offense first? And well, the way things are going right now, they try might something do. sneaky. Yeah, I don't know. They might they might as well take the ball first. The way things have been going with deferring to the second half, they've not taken advantage of those opportunities. Hey, Colin, thanks. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. All right, you also. You guys have a great one too. All right, you take care. All right, uh, Colin, with us today. On the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, it is time to play Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hide forever. I will find you. Chance to win beer today from New Belgium Brewery and High Country Beverage. Case of bad tire for you. Must be over the age of 21. And if you have won within the last two weeks, please sit it out. Otherwise, text in. Text and only to the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team text line 970-242-1340. And the first correct text will get a case of beer. Much to my surprise, this European basketball arena was not funded by Iron Man. Oh, well. Nikola Jokic should be familiar with this place. It's only a 15-minute drive from the Nikola Tesla airport. First breaking ground in 1991, this roughly 20,000-seat venue opened in 2004. (laughs) Gotta love Eastern European construction timelines. Where in the world is Tyler Franson? All right, so uh, if you've won the last two weeks, please don't play. Simple as that. You're not eligible to play. Also, must be 21 or older. And a reminder, too, that we are closed on Friday. So you have to pick up your prize Monday through Thursday from 8 until 5 o'clock. All right, so text in right now. Text only. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Colin talking about deferring to the second half. Broncos in the second half this season. How many times they've scored in a second half opening series? I'm going to go big old goose egg, gang. You're close. Who no. One time. Seven of the 12 have been three and outs, by the way, in the second half. To the shock of no one. Yeah. All right, 826, we'll talk a little hockey with Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Avs falling to the Jets last night, but a big night over River City Sportplex for the first game ever for the Caprock Academy Eagles high school hockey team. That's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 8.30. Jim along with Cake today. A lot of guesses today. I, I got it. I mean, come on, because I'm just a nerd. The uh, Iron Man reference, so. Yeah, you, you figured it out pretty it, quickly. It made, it, made it pretty simple. It's, it's, it's a Friday, and I'm like, yeah, it's. What do you put he would have It would have been powered with an arc reactor, though. I mean, the, the arena would have been powered by an arc reactor, correct? This is also true. No, it would have. It probably have a, would have been. Do you I take it? You have a winner? Yes, we do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Kim correctly answering Stark Arena in good old Belgrade, Serbia. Broke ground in 1991 and was finished in 2004. A 13-year-long construction window. Gotta love former Soviets 
But but that is not typically the case in a lot of European places where they're able to boom, 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 get stuff built very, very quickly. Think. Yeah. But not there, though. Nope. Very much working on a U.S. construction timeline. Taking their sweet, sweet time. Stark Arena or whatever. All right. Uh, with us this morning, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Hello, Jackson. How are you? Oh, just living the dream. Living, living the, the dream. dream. Jim. You because, guys? Uh, absolutely. Particularly this time of the year. It's the holidays. Yeah. My friend. So. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy holidays. Of course, you're going to be in before Christmas, so this does not have to be the only time we exchange these pleasantries with each other. I which appreciate is good, that. Which is really good. So um, tonight is a huge night. Yes. It's a big night at River City Sportplex. Big night for, for local prep sports. Big night for the hockey community, first and foremost, with the uh, the first ever high school Chassa sanctioned game the Caprock Academy Eagles hockey team taking on Fort Collins. Yeah, it's um, it'll be great. <clears throat> Don't mean to get choked up too early in this. Uh, so, no. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. You know, there's there's just been a lot of people for a long time that have worked towards this goal. Um, you know, the the former owner, the the Cooses, they bought that facility back, and you know, geez, I I don't even know because I'm not a look. Probably 2004. Would have been yeah, probably early 2000s. Mid mid 2000s. And there had been an effort 2000s. prior to that to try to raise money to to fundraise to get so something built it's you know and and there's been people that have been been here since then and 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 they've been working this long to to try to get this together and you know since since the the rink reopened and and we've had this uh you know different management team and everything we've been really working hard to try and get to some of these goals for grand junction the grand valley and sports and and this chassa piece was one of them and i mean it happened so so much faster than i initially uh predicted and yeah it's a big night um kids are fired up you know i think they you know they, they're 17 some of them are 16 they they appreciate and understand kind of the moment and, and what it means and in full scale they don't but also they understand that hey this is this is a historical night um for hockey and and grand junction and you know it's it's crazy 20 2023 is you know it, it seems like it should we should have had hockey out here earlier um, in the Chassa regard, at least, but uh, but no, we're we're really excited, and I think it's going to be a really good turnout. Um, they play this Fort Collins JV team, who we're not sure about. You know, they might be really good. We're not sure, but the boys are ready to go. They're going to be playing hard, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And we we had, of course, Lyle Wilkins, the the coach, on last week, and then Sparky Carmichael, and yep. Sparky's uncle, uh, Mike from Scottsdale, the. Uh, Jim Davis show legend, Mike from Scottsdale. You didn't say uncle, did you? He's his uncle, I believe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I believe he's his uncle, yeah. Wow, small world. And uh, he was like, hey, the Sparky, that's my boy. And uh, yep. all, listening all the way out in, in Arizona. But uh, 7.30 tonight for that game, uh, there was the puck drop party, which was going to be the bonfire. Yep. But Mother Nature has other awful plans for us. So. The bonfire is not going to happen, but there's going to be the chili fundraiser. And and uh, I know they're asking um, cash or check if you plan on having chili, if you're going to buy some merchandise as well to make things a little a little yep. easier. So cash or check, it's a rarity these days to have a request for cash or check as opposed yeah. to credit card. But yep. uh, that's what they're looking for tonight. Uh, things begin around 5 o'clock. And then, of course, the the game's at 7.30 with, uh, with Fort Collins. But... Uh, yeah, it's just going to be, uh, and then uh, looking at the schedule, and I appreciate uh, Misty much for, she's yep. one of your uh, indispensable folks, uh, moms that's been out there providing information. Yep. 
Uh, she uh, emailed me the, the schedule. Got Fort Collins at 7.30 tonight and then Fort Collins tomorrow at 2.50. Um, so if you don't get out there tonight, chance to watch Caprock tomorrow over at River City Sportplex. Yeah, Misty's great. She's our team manager there for that 18U and, and high school team. And, you know, just talking about people that, you know, really help behind the scenes to put a lot of this together too. She's one. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people that have really been able to do this and it's exciting. I mean, it's gonna be a really rewarding uh, you know, night for a lot of people. So it's crazy. I, I I can't believe it. You know, this is our third year being back open and we started with fifty five kids two years ago in the whole program and I mean and, and, and we had five kids at the fourteen age level and a goalie. Yeah. Um, who's Marcus, who's the high school goalie now. And uh and now we have you know, with kids coming in, new kids playing, kids coming back from Glenwood, Gunnison, et cetera. You know, our organization's going, grown to about 130 kids, um, you know, with, with 35 more in the learn to play. And, you know, these kids come from all over to create the high school team. Never thought it happened this quick, but, you know, we're super excited for it and, and they're ready to go. So. Yeah, I've known you for a while. I can tell. Yeah. You're, you're this morning, you're a little... You're, yeah. a little, you're a little emotional about this. And, and I remember when you when you first started coming in to, to join us on the program, this was something you you talked about a lot early on. And you felt like, okay, maybe five years. You yeah. know, it's it's, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a while and and, and we had conversations uh, um with, with, with Paul Kane, District fifty one athletic director, and and uh, Paul I know has done everything he possibly can to to help in this effort. Um the funds just aren't there for D fifty one to, to fund a hockey team, but certainly I know Paul's lent his, his support and, and, uh, and, and advice as much as he possibly can to help with this effort. But Dan Salazar at Caprock Academy, John, the folks at, you know, River City Sportplex, but you were the guy that I think, you know, give you a ton of credit, not just because we know each other and, and, and we're friends, but uh, I give you a ton of credit for you being kind of the, the catalyst for this, of, of, of bringing everybody together, Jackson, to, to make this thing happen tonight. Yeah, I... Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm very lucky. I got a I got a really positive and you know loud almost <laughs> energy. But that's good though. That's or, a, you, you need that kind of vibe, that kind of energy yeah. to, to get people excited about about making something like this happen, which was facing a pretty uphill battle. Hundred percent. You know to, to make it happen. And um, you know once once we realized we had the resources to to provide this, and you know Lyle's an unbelievable coach, and and that's a big step too, making sure you have a good coach. Um, you know, and Dan and Dan bought in and, and there, there's a lot of different people into it. Um, I'm just super excited for the hockey aspect. I mean, that's, that's why I do my job and everything. I just like, I think it's the greatest sport. Um, you know, golf's pretty great, but, uh, no <laughs> hockey, hockey's, you know, my deal. And, you know, it's great seeing all these kids enjoy it. And I want to try to have it at every level out here. Right. I think, I think the kids in the community deserve that. And, you know, whether whether it's your four or five year olds, you know, doing the learn to skate or getting on the ice and uh, up until, you know, the college team and up until Mesa. So, I mean, it's it's super exciting. And it was a massive missing piece. You know what I mean? Like these kids would go 12, 14 years old um, to go play then in Glenwood or, or wherever else. And that piece was missing from Grand Junction Hockey. And, you know, it's filled in and it's come to fruition. And, you know, we'll um, yeah, we'll. See them in the in the blue and the red tonight. That'll be fantastic. Eagles, though, yeah. And uh, you can get your tickets in advance by going to a GoFan, or you can buy them at the the door tonight, tomorrow as well, uh, when they play at two fifty against Fort Collins. But seven thirty tonight against Fort Collins. Uh, gonna gonna pack the building tonight. 
Yeah. Over River City Sportplex off uh, Riverside Parkway. Once again, that is 7.30 tonight. And I know that uh, love to have a crowd kind of like pink, you know, pink the rink uh, for, for CMU hockey. They're, they're a charity game. It would be great to have that, that opening crowd be something along those lines tonight. Uh, over at River City. Yeah, no, it'd be great. And and for any, you know, any of you that have kids that, you know, might be interested or, you know, even even what's funny is you're, it's such going to be such a melting pot of kids from different high schools because, you know, even though Caprock is the team we're playing under because this is the only Chassa regulated team for ice hockey in the Valley, you have all these kids from Central, Fruta, Palisade, um, you know, almost every high school. So, it'll be it'll be interesting and really excited to be able to try and bring the community in that regard together as well um, to kind of cheer behind, you know, it's, you know, if you, if you go to central and, you know, you don't want to cheer for Capoc, sure, but that's the only team you got, you know, you know, your buddies are on that team that go to central. So everyone's bought in in that regard. And it's been very exciting. And, you know, again, credit to Dan and, and uh, Andrew, who's, who's the head school over there. Uh, you know, it's they're they're great people, and because they, they had to make the commitment themselves oh to, to be involved in this, and and it's not easy. I mean, it's it, hockey. Hockey's a bigger budget. It's you know, there's you got to go outside the facility to practice. You know, Dan has to make sure that these kids from all these different schools have their grades up. You know, and and he's contacting other ads. I mean, it's not a. And he's the Eagles girls high school basketball. They're bad. They're varsity basketball this, coach and too. And this is midseason. Uh, yeah. You know, so he's, he's got he's got a lot of balls that he's uh, so got in the air right I, now. It, I you know very impressive, and we really appreciate him for everything he's done and the time that he's taken. And you know it, it's it's a beautiful start to a good partnership between Caprock and River City Sportplex and and hockey in the area. All right, but but history tonight here in the Valley. Yeah, um, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, it's fantastic. Just, just when you thought you'd seen it all, Jim. I know. You, you, you haven't yet. You think you have until you haven't. And then tonight, of course, uh, first ever of high school hockey game, Chassa sanctioned game, uh, 7.30 over at River City. Make sure you get your tickets. Go fan or you can just buy them at the door tonight. Uh, Jackson Wilson in River City Sportplex. Avalanche losing to the Winnipeg Jets last night, 4-2. Nathan McKinnon has been on a tear. Goal and assist last night. He's been he's great. But they were 0 for 4 in the power play. And they get they get McCarr back. But there just seems to be, there's moments where it feels like things are starting to click. And they're starting to get healthier. And the other night, you know, the line, changing up the line combinations by, by Jared Bednar seemed to help the other night. But then last night, you know, like I said, four chance in the power play. They squander those. They had a five on three in the third. Didn't do anything with that. Uh, I mean, they had a stretch where they were nine straight games where they had a power play goal. But now that they're going the opposite way, four in a row without one, kind of take us through where they're at right now. Yeah, I think Bednar, Bednar's having a tough time finding chemistry. I think that, uh, you know, the not, again, still not have Alanis Cog hurts because he's trying to figure out how he can shuffle this top line. Uh, he's right in the middle of it, too. I mean, you can't go 82 games having the same lines, right? Um, you know, fo- football is a little different in that manner where football, you know, you, you have the same kind of offense or lineup and you just fill similar players in when you have players go down um, to those roles. In hockey, you know, you have 20 guys and you have to kind of mold your lineup and change that within that group. You don't really add, uh, you can obviously s- scratch off and, and add in guys, but um he's trying to figure it out and and he doesn't know yet and and it's good to get different looks too at this point in the season so as you get a little deeper you know okay hey we got a big game against this team they grind us down this is our lineup hey we need to go play against 
you know, a, a faster team. Here's a lineup here. But, yeah, they haven't really been able to find anyone to play with uh, with McKinnon and Rantanen. And then you separate McKinnon and Rantanen and play with a couple other guys. It might be harder for them to come back together. Um, and he's just mixing and matching a little bit. Jonathan drew in, who's played a lot better. Um, but he was mostly brought in to play with Nate McKinnon. So now you take Drew in and you shuffle him off McKinnon's line, and then it's like, oh, what's he really doing here? And so, yeah, um, I think Ben Nahr wants a little more out of his superstars. Other, other than, he made that reference last night. He's like, yep. we, we got to have Nate's been great, yep. but we've got to have other guys, our, our stars, help him out here. Yeah, Rantanen, Rantanen seemed to, you know, at least last night he's cooled off maybe a touch, even though he's still the best finish player I've ever seen. Um, and you know, and McCarr's coming back from injury a little bit as well too. So a little bit, we'll trying to figure it out. Um, Joel Cravanta or Cravinta, I can't, this guy from the Eagles, he's on, I like this kid a lot, dude. He scored last night, um, driving them that hard. Um, or he's maybe from the, maybe from the stars, actually. I think he might've, um, I think he might've been a menace to the Avs or something, but I, that was a great pickup. These guys that, you know, Chris McFarlane and Joe Sackick find, that they can plug into this lineup and then they, and then they still win two out of three games. Um, so it's really fun to watch. And I, I like, I like the team a lot. It'll be really interesting to yeah, see former though. Dallas star. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, he, but he, I think he started with the Eagles this year, maybe. Um, and, and I believe and, that's correct. And, yeah. and, and, and he's worked his way up into the lineup as, as a starter now. Um, and he's, he's been playing great. And uh, Ross Colton's quickly becoming one of my favorite players because that guy, I love I love the grind yeah, forwards. But, but Kizzle in the post today talked about, you know, what Colton's been really, he's been good, but he's more of a third-line guy. Right. And they need that that second-line center to, with the departure of Nazem Kadre. They haven't been able to fill yeah. that spot. And that's where he feels like that's a real Achilles heel for this team right now. And that's, and when, when they, when they signed all these guys, I think we were chatting about that. It's like, you get this Ryan Johansson, you get this Miles Wood, you get Ross Cole, but are you really getting a, a true second, potentially on other teams, first line center, you know, that can sit there and play behind McKinnon. And, and that's something that they've been missing. I mean, I think Ryan Johansson has been really great. He's been stepping into this role a lot better. Um, maybe revitalizing his career a little bit, but they still don't have a fully skilled second-line center that can rattle off 80 points a year. Because Colton was that guy last night. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and you know, but yeah, but Ross Colton's not going to rattle off 80 points a no, year. No, he's not. Like, he's, he's a fantastic penalty killer. He will hit. He will fight. He will get under your great player. Need him on your team. He's not going to put a, a point a game up. And that's what they're missing. And and when they in that year, you know, the the before they won the cup, and the year they won the cup, or that's what it was. It's you ha- need to have a second line that produces when they hone in on Nate McKinnon. And thank God Nate McKinnon's so dang good that he he gets honed in on, and he's still good for three points. And so well, well and and Lakizla talks about Pierre Lacroix, the great. You know, general manager of the Avalanche, the Hockey Hall of Famer, uh, posthumously, that when the Avs had a need back in the day, he would go fill that void right. with a big trade. And will Chris McFarland, Joe Sackick, do the same thing? Because that that is that's a problem for this team right now. It's it's an issue. I don't know. I don't know if they they, they I mean they seem to be active and they want to you know. You get do do what's best, but still, yeah, a lot of small splashes. You know what I mean? This this summer, not, not good pieces, nice pieces, but yes. but not 
not a guy that can replace what yeah. what Kadri could do or what Landis Scott could do. Not the guy that gets up on the diving board and everyone just be is quiet and is looking for the big splash. Right. You just, know, just watching with yeah. anticipation. Do the belly flop. <laughs> big splash. The triple yeah. indie. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, there there'll definitely be some people. You know, Patrick Kane signed with the Red Wings, yep. so that doesn't. You know, he's he's a free agent that's gone. So yeah, they'll probably have to trade. And you know, I, I just don't know how much of the trade cap or the draft capital they'd want to move either, because I don't know how long their win- they think their window is. Because you have Kale McCarr, who's only twenty three, twenty four. I mean, Nate McKinnon's thirty, but he's still got eight, ten years. Yeah. If not, you so know. I mean, you. You've got this. You've got this yeah. generational talent. And that's something else Mark Kisla talked about. That you're you're kind of maybe wasting them a little bit. At this, well, you are at this point in time. And you can't, I, yeah, I, I get one to be you know careful because they got to get these guys money down the road and, and contracts and everything. Sure. But also too, you don't want to be too timid where you miss potential chances. So. Absolutely. Can you stay around for four down territory? Sure. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with. Four Down Territory, that's next on The Jim Davis Show. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, K51. Jim along with Cake today and Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex. Don't forget tonight, first ever Chassa-sanctioned hockey game, the... uh, the Caprock Academy Eagles take on Fort Collins tonight. River City Sportplex face off at 730 for that one. Go to GoFan or buy your tickets at the door tonight for that game. All right, uh, let's dive into four down territory. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, start things out with something we've been talking about today, and that's the Sean McDermott comments from four years ago at training camp. Talking about the... 9-11 9-11 terrorists, the scumbags, and using them as an example of, of teamwork and coordination, which your dad was in the military, said, no, it's a terrible, ex- number one, terrible example because they're scumbag terrorists. But also, they didn't actually work mm. as a team. They were independent mm. terror cells who just so happened to have a plan executed on the same day. Not great. Not a great look, Sean. So initially, ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeted a screenshot with uh, with no link about Tyler Dunn's article, the one where this is all coming from, that uh, you know Dunn had, had worked previously, uh, features for Bleacher Report and others. He's got a, a, a pay site, and this is where the story was uh, came out about uh, Sean McDermott. And so um, McDermott had to issue an apology yesterday but he, uh, but Dunn published this big piece on his website called the McDermott Problem, and it's more than twenty thousand words, by the way, with interviews of twenty-five coaches and players and others. But uh, but anyway, Adam Schefter uh, went ahead and, and, and he tweeted this out and didn't really say where it came from initially. He said it was at at Ty Dunn, but um, people he didn't link it to anything. And Schefter's been accused of that before of not linking information. Right. And so he didn't do that. So he got a lot of heat for that yesterday. As he should. For not uh, for not linking it. All right. Uh, second down. Joe Bignino, who a uh, former sports talk host and actually, actually still is a sports talk host, excuse me, for WFAN, 
one time caller became a sports talk host that um you know he's the one to hit the robert sala texting back and forth and everything and about zach wilson and he should be playing zach wilson and uh that got the jets up you know kind of ticked off well Apparently, Bignino texted an offer to Robert Sal to personally script the first 15 offensive plays for a Jets game. Yeah, that'll go over real well. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, no. So after he told him who should be playing quarterback for him, then he offers to script plays. Yeah, was, Zach was a one-time caller that you're just a sports talk host, dude. That's all you are. Long time listener, first time caller. Here's your first 15 plays when Zach Wilson goes 0 for 7 with three yeah. picks. So it's more stupid crap from this guy. Yeah. The works for the fan. How many of them do you think would have been off Madden? All of them. I don't know. All a, 15. He's like 70. So I don't know. I don't know if he would have. Power I left, power I right. Just, yeah, just be, yeah, just run, run traps. It's counters. wishbone. It's all the wishbone. <laughs> run the wishbone. That'd be great. All right. The, the wing T. Exactly. Running like Air Force. All right. Third and fourth down. CNBC financial analyst Meredith Whitney was on Squawk on the Street talking about the rise in legal sports betting and its relationship to the housing market and basically said that young men are spending too much time on sports betting and not enough time making families. But then also went on to say that young women are too busy with Instagram and Taylor Swift concerts to make families. And that's why the housing market is at where it's at. We're just at fault for everything. Yeah. Yeah, way, Way to go, Jackson. Way to go. It's your fault. Sorry. Sorry they decided to put this iPhone out where I can guess what the football game's going to do. <laughs> uh, last but not least, fourth down. Yeah, it's all your fault. We've been talking about Sean McDermott's foot and mouth comments about 9-11. Chris Russo had a moment on first take. Not happy about Shohei Otani's free agency tour and the sort of hushed nature of it. Saying, quote, what is this? The atomic bomb? Chris, you know what the U.S. did to Japan at the end of World War II, right? Chris? Now I... Mad Dog? You, you know why that's maybe a little insensitive there, pal? It's a complicated story. Yeah. But... He, he should have retired. But, yeah, but in the level... What McDermott had to say was... Not great. Way worse, in my opinion. Still not great. Still not great. I agree. Not great. Not great. Not great at all. Jackson, anything from you? Got John Rom probably going over to live. Going to live like 800 million gazillion dollars. So 51 million in career earnings on PGA Tour. 550 mil already just contract-wise over there. Gave him his own team, which means, yeah, crazy. Supposedly, supposedly, Terrell Hatton and uh, Tony Finau. Might be another two that leave to go over there. Well, now it's all it's all been everybody's you know kumbaya and you know drinking shots together and making s'mores and sitting around the campfire with you know PGA and live and then and suppose and supposedly Patrick Cantley's over there with PGA help like helping call shots. Don't do this PGA. Come on, come on, man. All right, Jackson. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get out to the game tonight, seven thirty at River City Sportplex.